0: Dirty John listeners, you can let your guard down for a moment. We've got a new show that brings light to the dark. Meet Molly. She's 38, recently single, in the midst of a sexual renaissance. Oh, and also, she was recently diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer. And then there's Nikki, Molly's best friend, and the co-host of their groundbreaking podcast, Dying for Sex. In this six-part mini-series, Nikki and Molly recount Molly's momentous and outrageous sexual escapades as only best friends can. From Wondery, Dying for Sex is about lust, love, and exploring relationships. But it's also a story of friendship, self-discovery, and making the best of every moment you're about to hear a preview of Dying for Sex. But before that, make sure to subscribe to Dying for Sex and other great shows from Wondery on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. A
1: quick note before we start, in case the title doesn't give it away, this podcast has a lot of frank talk about sex. So let's backtrack and go to where your health was during the time of the story that we're going to tell.
2: So I had just gone, traveled to New York. So um, I had flown to New York and back, which completely decimated my immune system. I'd had a stressful trip. You were there.
1: <laughs> stressed. My best friend Molly and I can talk about anything, anywhere. Today, we're in a small, cramped recording studio in West L.A., It has scuffed white walls, a couple of beat-up office chairs. Molly looks completely out of place. Short blonde hair, blue eyes, and flawless skin. And she's wearing a skimpy tank top and tight black jeans. Someone would never even guess she was sick. But she is.
2: So I came back and I had an entire, like, list of that happened to me, health-wise. I was hospitalized because I couldn't keep food in. So I was, like, Ugh. hospitalized and sick. And, Can you, you even like, stop oh. complaining? <laughs> exactly. You're such a complainer. Exactly. <laughs> 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 I still managed to drive everywhere. That
1: was too I think they call that gallows humor. I'm not
2: saying. I know. <laughs> I shouldn't even
1: say that. Molly and I use it a lot. They say laughter is the best medicine and all that. We've cried together a lot, too. But when Molly learned she was terminal, she made a decision. If she only had a few years to live, she was going to experience life in a completely new way. And it was going to be epic. Okay, three, two. Three. You're
2: listening to Dying for Sex. I'm Molly. I'm 44, and I have stage four breast cancer. Um, technically, I'm dying, but aren't we all? I'm Nikki, my best friend in the world. Yeah, we've known each other for like 20 years. And you know everything I've been going through in that time getting diagnosed as terminal, leaving my husband
1: starting to have sexual escapades to feel alive. And let me tell you, these sex stories, they are so damn interesting that we had to make a podcast about it and about our friendship. Yes, about our friendship.
2: you know that our friendship has given me so much meaning in the face of all of this? You are actually uh, one of the people that makes me want to continue
1: to live. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I love you. Okay, let's get back to the sex. Okay. <laughs> Can I ask you this? <laughs> yeah. When in God's name did you have time in all of this yeah. to have a fing sexual awakening? How did that happen for you? Okay, well, um
2: you kind of have to rewind. So, like, so after I had the surgeries and the radiation, I was on this hormone therapy, which is supposed to kind of squash your libido, but it had the opposite reaction. Like I was horny all the time. Like I felt like a teenager. And I don't know what happens. Like, but all of a sudden, I was like, I just need sex everywhere.
1: <laughs> Our lives were so different. It's crazy when I think about it. I had a boyfriend and two stepkids. While I was at home making avocado toast, Molly was dealing with cancer meds and having a full-on sexual awakening.
2: I started to learn my body and like stuff that I hadn't. I mean, it was always a sexual person, but like, you know, whatever. And um, at the same time, I had found this app. Which was kind of like an innocent app. It was called Face Feed. You would take a picture of yourself, write a message, and you would like send it to somebody that you wanted to talk to, okay, like anywhere in the world. And then they would respond with a selfie. It was all selfie based. But you know, sometimes the pictures would start to get a little bit racy. Oh, and the thing was like, like I was taking these pictures and then people like men would tell me that I was attractive and I was like, kind of felt like I uh, just really needed it, yeah. you know? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so like, so there was one kid that I was talking to. I want to say he was from Italy or something. Uh, anyway. Um, Let's call
1: him Vincenzo.
2: I like it. I like giving names. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you're good at that. You're good know, at that. I love it. Okay. So Vincenzo was like, hey, uh, you want to migrate to Snapchat? And I was like, what the f*** is Snapchat? <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, oh, okay, give me give me a few minutes to download this thing <laughs> what's my password <laughs> exactly so then where did it go like where this was was this like your first so vincenzo and i was he was like showing me how to do the snapchat thing and like you know vincenzo was great he was like turning all of his stuff into black and white with these filters <laughs> and i was like i don't fucking know i'm on my bath mat with like terrible lighting you know gyrating on the at the phone and like i have no idea what i'm doing but it was fantastic. So it was wait, like were you, you know, having like
1: Snapchat sex? Yeah, it was say?
2: like it was basically Snapchat sex. I've
1: I have never done that. I didn't know it existed. Yeah, but I guess Yeah, it, it, I mean it must. What's going on with the husband in this situation? Yeah. Like, yeah, where yeah. does he fall on this? And uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: so he came home and I was like radiant. You know, I was like, <laughs> He's like You look he looks so you pleased. Look kind <laughs> of amazing. I was just like, my body had gotten what it needed, but I was also like filled with anxiety because I was like. Oh my God, does this make me a cheater? Because like, I'm not a cheater. I'd never cheated on somebody in my whole life. Like I was very loyal, but like, you know, I was torn because this is something that I really, really needed. And it was, um, you know, so it filled something, but at the same time, like, mm. ah, what have was I done? It a whole
1: new lump of like anxiety for you.
2: It did. So yeah. it was like his first night back, we're lying in bed and I'm sitting there like my eyes are wide open in the dark and I just, my heart is racing and I confess. And I tell him what happened. And his reaction was.
0: That was Dying for Sex. To hear more, make sure to subscribe to Dying for Sex and other great shows from Wondery on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you're listening right now.